This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. For a Port Richmond couple, the coronavirus is an opportunity to start to enterprise their own vegan charcuterie boards and cheeses. All the cheeses that we have are wildly different from each other. We have a, a blue cheese that's kind of soft and crumbly. We have a Munster that's kind of on the harder side. We have a Borson, which is kind of more like a dip. So we try to make sure that whenever we offer a charcuterie board to have a selection of cheeses that are very different from each other. The idea came to them naturally, kind of by accident. This is kind of how it came about mostly. It's like, she's vegan. I'm very heavily leaning towards the vegan spectrum, right? You're vegan curious? I'm vegan curious, yeah. I'm vegan sympathizer. I'm an ally. I do most of the cooking in the house and the philosophy is always like, make it so that she can eat it so that I want to eat it. This is a podcast about food in and around Philadelphia. That's a quick, delicious, flavorful bite. It was really hard for me to get into it. Stories from behind the kitchen. This is a wood-burning oven from Italy. It is intense. And hear about quirky stuff, too. Eat a pint of ice cream as quickly as you can and then resume the 5K this is What's Cooking on KYW. I'm Haras Kuznets in Port Richmond in the neighborhood of Adam Campos and Shannon Netty, who are Ladybug Philadelphia, and they are producing vegan charcuteries and meats. So explain how you, the two of you started this. How did you get into it? Well, desperation, really, or just frustration with the service industry, right? Isn't that the story of COVID, huh? Yeah, pretty much. So what happened was I returned to the service industry for a little bit, and I didn't really like the conditions that I had to work in. So so I decided that I'd take my chances in the real world. And it's not like we started out thinking, oh, we're going to do vegan charcuterie or vegan cheeses or whatever. We just started out thinking we need to do something. And uh, and so, you know, and, and just kind of kicking back and trying to think about what our, our collective skill set really was. And uh, this it just kind of happened kind of organically. One day we just made some cheeses and, we were, and posted them on, on social media and people seemed to really like the idea of them. Shannon, I understand you're a vegan. Yeah. Did that play into it? Were you like, let's make something that I like to eat? Um, no, we kind of just eat uh, vegan. He, he likes to cook vegan so he can uh, enjoy the taste of the food. Adam tells me otherwise. He says it was for you. Well, so this is kind of how it came about mostly. It's like, she's vegan. I'm very heavily leaning towards the vegan spectrum, right? You're vegan curious? I'm vegan curious, yeah. I'm vegan, I'm a vegan sympathizer. I'm an ally. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, like, my the philosophy has always been, like, you know, because I do most of the cooking in the house, and the philosophy is always, like, make it so that she can 
to eat it is so that I want to eat it. And my problem with going to places, bars, and restaurants that have a vegan offering is that the offering is normally like, oh, it's just vegan, so they'll eat it. So it's just something. It's, it's like a throwaway item, like a like hummus or seitan wings or something like that, right? So you know, thought it might be nice to do something that would look like some thought was put into it. Initially, the idea was to make like Thanksgiving dinners, and I wanted to do something that wasn't as ordinary as mashed potatoes and a meat substitute or something. So the cheese thing just kind of happened. I had asked her about a year ago what she missed the most about being vegan and she said fancy cheeses and at that point I was like well good luck with that <laughs> so how how do you make cheeses like how did that come to be yeah we just uh we got a couple books and thought that would be something we could work towards down the road and then just got in the kitchen and started experimenting and before you knew it we had a full cheese and meat plate and we we're like oh look at this it goes together with these homemade crackers we make and look at this and took a picture of it put it on facebook and uh we were surprised at the interest what are you substituting for milk when you make the cheese so there's different kinds of processes most of it, most of our, our our cheeses are cashew based we have some that are yogurt based in order to accommodate some people that might have nut allergies or, 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 or whatever. But for the most part, it's it's not that hard to make something vegan. People always ask me, it's like, hey, what's this, what would you substitute in this? And basically, making vegan food is just, is just uh, uh, adjusting things to fit a flavor profile that people who aren't vegan are used to. And does it taste like cheese or does it taste like cashews? It tastes like cheese. We have, all the cheeses that we have are wildly different from each other. We have a, a blue cheese that's kind of soft and crumbly. We have a Munster that's kind of on the harder side. We have a borson which is kind of more like a dip so we try to make sure that whenever we offer a charcuterie board to have a selection of cheeses that are very different from each other so was this was covid like the excuse you needed to be a yes. business owner oh yes oh for sure I, I keep saying this i don't think this would have happened had it not been for covid in a way it was kind of a blessing in disguise because you know i'm in my 40s we've both been in the service industry for a very long time and this is the kind of thing that we wouldn't have been able to do if we had, if we had time to devote to it. The, the service in the, in the industry schedule is brutal. You come home really late at night and you're on your feet for 10, 12 hours. So like on your days off, you don't really want to do much. So something like this really took me getting in the kitchen for about a month, like cooking three, four hours a day and just trying to find what Ladybug was going to be. And I don't think that I would have been able to do that, that we would have been able to do this had it not been for the time that, uh, and, and to be honest with you too, the, the, the unemployment benefits, once they started kicking in a little bit more, that also kind of gave us the incentive to be be able to pull this off so like you knew you're getting paid you're gonna be okay let me start a new venture pretty much i mean like the getting paid is kind of unemployment's not really getting paid you know what I mean? But to be honest with you, the money in the service industry wasn't that much better than unemployment. So it didn't really feel like it was worth it because, you know, as somebody who's been in the service industry for as long as I have, 20 years in Philadelphia alone, the reason to do it is because you have fun and because you can make money, right? But going back after COVID, I wasn't having any fun and I wasn't making any money. So, you know, and, and me being in my, in my, in my forties, it was kind of like, okay, so what's the point now? Might as well try to figure out while I have this slight slim as it is kind of unemployment cushion, might as well just go for it now you know because what's the worst that can happen like, like i said the money going back wasn't that great uh the people going back weren't that great <laughs> i bet everyone's all stressed out yeah everybody's all stressed out and you know everybody has different ideas of how things should be Were the customers tough with like put your mask on take your mask off put your mask on uh, yeah i feel like i spent more time telling them to keep their masks on than i did taking their orders and and, and stuff so it was mostly babysitting. So where did the name come from, Ladybug? Well, when we started, all I knew that I wanted was a red and black scheme. And then we just sat there and brainstormed. Yeah, that was it. We just, we just. Is, that your, is any of it? What, what part of this is your, your idea? Like, what's your role in this? 
I do all the computer stuff, the graphics. I package everything, design how everything's gonna look together. Yeah, so I do the cooking and she does all the non, all, all the other stuff. <laughs> you know, I basically I'm I'm basically the creative side and she does the uh, executive work. Which, which you know, I, I was surprised at uh, how involved that part of it is. Right, so it's it's uh, it's uh, social media and taking pictures and 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 all that stuff, is, which I didn't really want to do. I it's hard enough because these cheeses are so temperamental. I'm starting a cheese right now that I'm that I'm hoping to have ready by Mother's Day. So while I'm doing that, you know, she does all the uh, the non-glamorous stuff, right? <laughs> Shannon does dirty work. So what do you think? So how is it going? Is this something that you are going to continue to do when COVID is over? Are you ever going back to service? We would love to make it something we did full time. Right now we're trying to figure out how to scale up production. We've been just selling out of everything that we can possibly make with the two of us. That's good. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great. We'd love to be able to get them to more people because right now it's like we'll post them online and within a day it's like, oh boy, we're, we're about to sell out. Have you thought about like how much do you need to sell to sustain yourselves? Are you there? We're almost there. I mean, it's it's within working distance right now, but uh, with the two of us, it's we're just maxed out the way we're doing it now. And, and there's big breaks in between our drops, basically, because we have to, you know, some of the cheeses have to age and by the time we time them to put them out. So we'd love to be able to do just a bunch of that, but that's going to take having our own space and a small staff. So basically, we're just trying to get Ladybug to take care of itself. We're just trying to what take whatever we make from Ladybug and put it away in order to get Ladybug to be a much more functioning end that we can actually live off of. So what do you anticipate will happen after COVID? Because it seems like you're not the only one that's ventured out to do their own kind of homemade, handmade craft item. Well, I mean, if there's one thing that we've learned about this whole thing is that there's a, a demand for this particular product. So I don't think that that's going to go away once COVID goes away, or, or at least I'm hoping it doesn't. So it's, it's kind of a niche product in a niche market. Right. So I'm kind of hoping that that doesn't change when uh, when the pandemic stops and everything and life uh, resumes to normal. People who wanted vegan charcuterie will still want vegan charcuterie. Sure, sure. I mean, it's not like we're making tacos, you know. Uh, no, no offense against tacos. I love tacos. They're delicious. Right. But um, this is very specialized. Yes, this is a very specific thing. And I started thinking about making Popeyes. And the idea was to make something that was a little bit more more of a market for more unusual. And, you know, cheese seemed to be it. Huh. So, so tell me about your cheese. So you've got a variety of different cheeses, but then you also have vegan meats. Yes, yes, we do. Uh, right now, there's three different meats that I've been the, the the meats I could actually use some more dedication to because I only have three. I have a pastrami, a salami, and a pepperoni that I make. But that that's something that I would like to venture more into. But that's something that's going to take more time, more staff. You know, once we start thinking about like a, a, an actual space and hiring staff and stuff like that, I can expand those. Basically, we just waiting. Basically, we just kind of like trying to hold our own until we can expand. And crackers. Oh yeah, we make our own crackers. Shannon makes the crackers. I make the crackers. Yeah. <laughs> They're actually really simple. It's just uh, flour, olive oil, water, salt, some herbs, spice it up. Yeah, people people always seem amazed when we tell them that we make our own crackers. And I'm like, you could probably make your own crackers yourself. You have everything that you have for them in your house. But you probably won't make them as good as Shannon does. So just you know, get ours. It's the skill, <laughs> the skill and the time and the patience. Yeah. Her cracker rolling technique is uh, par excellence. So what's next for Ladybug? I'd like to break out of the cycle, but what we're doing right now is we're, we're operating in uh, three-week cycles where we take about two weeks to get the product and all the orders ready and whatnot, and then we just make as much as we possibly can. And uh, when we just sell everything, 
And then we take a week off to just kind of recuperate, just a couple of days off just for ourselves because it's, it's hard work. There's some, there's some days where we're just going at it for like 10, 12 hours a day for like, you know, for, for like two weeks straight. And then the other part of it, the other part of that week is basically just coming up with new items to sell because I don't want Ladybug to be just the same five cheeses every time, right? So that takes some kicking back. And then we just, once we, once that happens, we get back on it and, and do it again. But ideally, what I like Ladybug to be is an entity that's constantly operating rather than just like popping up every three weeks yeah and you want to get like a commissary space or i you know during these days it's something that i have to think about i've heard not great stories about commissary spaces right now because we've been in the service industry for so long we actually have a lot of uh goodwill people have been really supportive towards us and like towards like our endeavors and whatnot so we know a lot of people who have restaurants that aren't operational seven days a week or only operate you know at night for for with very limited hours and they've offered they're very graciously offered their spaces to us you know like we operate out of the abbey on mondays so yeah we'd like to get our own space do you think that this, this is the future of food that like everything is virtual where you order it it gets delivered you're not going to go to like stores you don't have to go to a store to pick it up i think that there are certain things that are going to stay after the pandemic and i think that uh yeah i think there's some certain things that are going to stay after the pandemic and i think that uh people are definitely jonesing to go back and sit down and have a meal and a beer or whatever but i think people are also getting really used to the idea of everything coming to their door and i think that at least some elements of that are going to stick around so whether or not everything's going to stay the way it is right now i don't know but i just hope that people still like vegan cheese after this is all over i think we're gonna have it sounds like we're gonna have a lot more craft items a lot of like handmade stuff yes i was talking to one of my friends and uh she was saying that uh she makes her own what is it soaps or something like that and she was saying that uh she's seen a lot of uptake in her business i have another friend who makes her own jewelry and she was also said that she had a very good holiday season herself so it's and it's a lot of people supporting each other it's a lot of people understanding what the situation is and being like i i myself bought way more uh craft items from friends who were who were making them themselves this year than i than i ever really have and it's just out of and it was just mostly being like you know just uh, trying to help other people out all right, so where can we get your vegan charcuterie? Well, if you go to ladybugphiladelphia.com, uh, we should be popping up in a kind of week or two here and uh, offer our next, our, our, next, uh, our, our, our next charcuterie board. And uh, you can just follow us on Instagram at ladybugphiladelphia and, uh, and keep up with us. And we'll definitely we'll try to be very active on there and, and, and keep people posted because uh, it seems that if we, go away for any prolonged, if we go away for any prolonged period of time, people start to get mad at us. We don't want them to forget. We don't want, and we don't want them to forget. Yeah. All right. Adam Campos and Shannon Nettie are Ladybug Philadelphia with their vegan charcuterie boards and cheeses. Thank you so much. And crackers and crackers. And crackers. Yeah. Don't forget the crackers. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. That's it for this episode of What's Cooking on KYW. You can follow the show and get other delicious tidbits on Instagram at Food in the Two One Five. And follow me on Twitter and Facebook for more news and insights at Hadas Kuznets. If you have a food tip or feedback about the show, reach out. And please take a moment to help us by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes. It helps us to keep making the podcast and get it to new listeners. I'm Hadas Kuznets, and that's What's Cooking. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 